Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. We're in a series called It's a Wonderful Life. And I'm curious, what was your reaction when you heard about this series? Did it make you cringe a little? Like, oh, here we are, Christmas. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. Don't they know that this is one of the most difficult seasons for people? Is it sarcasm? Cynicism? Or maybe sometimes we do believe our life is wonderful, but we do the whole self-sabotage thing, and we don't want to be perceived as arrogant. And so we're like, oh, it's, it's a good, it's good. You know, I have a good life. And, but what if God is actually calling us to a wonderful life? I mean, his name is wonderful. That's one of his names. And that it's a God life. What if it's that? It's different. And I was thinking the meaning of wonderful is, I looked it up, inspiring delight, pleasure, or admiration. Extremely good, marvelous. What if we thought of a wonderful life actually meaning that when people see our lives, they notice there's mostly or overall harmony and peace and stability, even if we're going through a difficult time. And so this is going to be a night of tuning and matching frequencies with God to make a wonderful, beautiful sound You've got to be in tune. And you've got to be in the vicinity of the note. You can be on the vicinity of the note, not, but not quite in pitch. Okay? So this is where Jared comes in. So I want crowd participation here. I'm going to ask him to play a note, and I'm going to sing. And if it sounds wonderful to you, give a thumbs up. If it sounds, you don't know what it is, thumbs down, all right? So Jared, play an A, okay? Keep playing it. Okay, you playing? All right. <laughs> All right, play it again. Okay. You can do hard things. Thank you. You can do hard things. You can deal with hard things and still be in tune. Okay? Now, I didn't do the CrossFit these guys do. 
Thank you, Jared, you're amazing. So, the title of my message is Tune Up. When we live in alignment with God's truth and are in tune with heaven's perspective, we can operate sincerely believing we have and are living a wonderful life. Um, we're going to read a passage in John 6. Man, I'm out of breath. <laughs> and I was asking God what he wanted me to talk about, and I just kept coming back to this. And so we're going to look at some ways that we can tune up to God's frequency, the frequency of heaven. And, you know, he was the one who taught us to pray, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's why we tune to heaven. So let's go to John 6. Okay, verse 1 through 14. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because he saw the signs that he, they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his, his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So men sat down about so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. So an awesome passage. Um, the first thing that I, I looked up, I was like, what is Tiberias? And I could not find a definition. And then at some point, I saw something that said, it's good vision. And I was like thinking, oh, well, that is interesting in the context of this passage. And so my first point is actually, in order to be in tune with heaven, we need to trust. We need to trust that God knows what he's doing. God always has our best interest in mind. He has the big picture, the good vision, the perfect one. If you notice at the beginning there, um, it's this, verse 3. It says, Jesus went up to the mountain, and he sat down with his disciples, and then he saw that there was the large crowd coming. So he has a better perspective, and he can see what's going on. I'm sure at that moment it was when the father spoke to him and told him what was about to happen. 
And then he asks Philip, where are we going to buy bread to feed these people? And I think it's interesting. He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. And I thought, I don't always need to know the big picture. Sometimes we need to be okay with what, not knowing what's ahead. And because he knows and he will reveal everything in time. I find that with our kids, it's easier not to tell them what the day entails. Because if I do tell them that we're going to grandma and grandpa's at the end of the day, it's like, how many hours till grandma and grandma? Seven. And then how many hours? Six and 40 minutes. How many? It's like constant. They're constantly asking. But if I just like little, oh, hey, guys, guess what we do get to do now? We get to go to grandma and grandpa's. And it's like, ah, you know, they're so excited. So um, he will reveal everything in time. It's not easy for those of us who plan and are goal setters, especially right now. You know, you're already thinking 2023, what's going ha- to happen? So plan with God. So Philip could have simply said, I don't know where you can go buy stuff for, to feed these people. But we can see his perspective with the answer he gave. Um, now, I can say um, a little bit different. I'm currently not a great swimmer. And oftentimes in my life, it feels like God asks me, he's, well, doesn't even ask me. He like throws me into the pool and just goes, swim. And it happened to me after college. I was planning to, I had graduated, I was gonna be a substitute teacher and work on my singing. And I took the basic skills test and about three weeks later, I got a call from my choir director from high school and he said, hey, they're gonna, uh, they need a choir director in Benita in the middle school. I told them you're going in for an interview. And I was like, you did what? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to teach middle school. And he was like, well, they're expecting you. And so I, I went in, and the principal's like, well, um, do you have a credential? No. Have you taken the basic skills test? Yes. Did you pass? I don't know. OK, you're hired if you pass. <laughs> and so I passed, and I became a middle school teacher. (laughs) And I'm like, what am I doing with like 53 girls in a choir and 38 and another? It was an adventure. And even this past August, some of you heard me give my testimony, but it was not one, but two roles that were new to me that God was like, time to swim, you know, you know? But he said this, um, now I love the, the passion translation of that verse. He says, now Jesus already knew what he was about to do, but he said this to stretch Philip's faith. And so he's going to stretch our faith. We can expect that. So at the end of 2021, I had it in me that 2022 was gonna be my year of fun. And so, I was like, okay, God, let's do this. You know, it doesn't always come easy to me. So I challenged myself to have more fun, and I got myself a coach. And so, yeah. 
So I was like, this is my friend who tells his wife, we'll either die or it'll be a great story. <laughs> and so he told me, do something you're curious about, and, but a little hesitant. And so, I mean, you already heard about my relationship with water. And, um, and I was like, okay, kayaking. So I mentioned a to a few friends that I had this goal for 2022. And you know, I have such good friends that keep you accountable and even buy you a Groupon so that you don't chicken out <laughs> from the kayaking. And so I did it. So there were a few times this year where Alan Walter, who's my fun coach, uh, <laughs> said, hey, Elda. We were just hanging out with the families. And he was like, hey, Elda, um, what do you think about doing this? And I'd be like, oh, OK. And then there were other times. There was another time I can think. He was like, Elda, you need to do that. I was like, mm, nope. Nope, not going to happen. Sorry, nope. And I feel like that's Philip's response to Jesus. Hey, where are we going to get? you know, something to, for these people to eat. And he's like, subtext, Jesus, hey, Philip, you ready for some adventure? You ready to be stretched? And Philip's like, uh, no. <laughs> so shut it down, Jesus. He doesn't even answer Jesus' question. You notice that? Jesus asks, where? And Philip somehow heard how, do we, how much money do we have to feed all these people? Do we have enough? We need to feel, feed all these people. That's, I was asking Joel, I'm like, what is this guy hearing? But his answer is, 208 months worth of wages will not even be enough to buy these people a snack, is what he tells him. So it's funny how sometimes people talk to us, and what we hear is our interpretation, like completely different from what they asked us. And so, and then, oh, and then Andrew, Peter's brother, comes in, and you're like, oh, he's going to save the day. And he's like, there's a boy here. He has five loaves of bread, and he has two fish. But what, it, what is that for so many people? And it's like, eh. like <laughs> you know, it's the same situation. Andrew's statement starts out well, but it ends with not enough. Right? Same as Philip's conclusion. So sometimes God speaks and we skip the questions and we twist the question somehow into an interview about are we capable enough? Are we, what do we have? And then we start judging the situation. When we don't know the nature of God, it's hard to come into tune with Him. And Philip and Andrew knew Jesus, but they didn't know him enough to change their internal dialogue yet. And their eyes were seeing the natural. So they spoke from the natural realm. But this is where we can, this is number two, we can speak life. To be in tune with God, we need to speak life like heaven speaks life from a heavenly perspective. John 6, 63, same chapter, just a little bit after. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. That which is of the natural realm is of no help. 
The words I speak to you are spirit and life. This is Jesus speaking. But there are still some of you who, don't, who won't believe. If I thought with the heavenly realm, what if I had been Peter, uh, Philip, or Andrew, what could have been my answer to, to that question that Jesus had? Maybe it'd be like, I don't know, Jesus. You're the one doing all these miracles. What do you have in mind? Right? Or you can say, you tell me. Uh, well, we've got this much. What do you think? Right? Sometimes the best thing we can do is throw the ball back on his court and watch him show off. You've, a lot of you have heard me say that. It, but it takes practice, right? And matching pitch takes practice. Even for those really experienced singers, you start hearing the nuances, and you know you're off, but just so slightly, and it, oh, you're so annoyed, because you're like, what do I do? Do I need to lift my soft palate up? You're like trying to modify everything to figure out how do I get it right on there, you know, in the pocket. And it doesn't matter if you're if you never sung in pitch or you've done it many times, there are days where the weather might influence your pitch, you know, as well. And so as a teacher, I teach singing. So it would be helpful, would it be helpful if someone's singing and I'm like, la, and they're like, uh, would it be helpful if I just go, sing in tune, just sing in tune, sing in tune, please. Like, no, I would never do that. So come take lessons. No, just kidding. Um, he meets us where we're at. And this is what was happening in this situation. He tells, he asks that question, and then he's like, let me meet you where you're at. And, and he was walking the disciples up the scale, in a sense, the musical scale so that they could be in alignment and in tune with him. So, lesson, don't believe everything you think and don't speak everything you think, okay? Both Philip and Andrew might have stuck to the facts, but they stated the facts and made a decision about what was wrong with the facts. And so, number three, focus on the truth. We can acknowledge the facts and focus on the truth. God is the truth. He says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Don't fear the facts. Focus on the truth. God is not asking us to live a life in denial. Okay? He's not saying, oh, it doesn't hurt. He's saying, it hurts, but the truth is this. You are my healer. Okay? He invites us to live in the truth of who he is and what he has done and remind us, reminds us of the fact of that reality. I love that Pastor Jurgen, one of the first things I remember him saying was that the facts have to bow down to the truth. You have cancer, they told you cancer. Cancer has to bow down to Jesus. Okay? All of these situations, I love that. And 
Um, sow that truth into your heart. We all need to do that. We need to be gardeners. You want corn? Sow some corn. You will not be sowing apples if you want corn. So don't, sometimes our internal dialogue, we're like, oh gosh, I'm so forgetful. And we speak it. I'm sowing forgetfulness. You know? And it's like, God, I thank you that you remind me of everything. I have the mind of Christ. I know what to do, when to do it, because Jesus, you're telling me I can ask you for wisdom. James 1.8 says that if you ask for wisdom, it will be given to you, that you need to believe that it's given to you. So I believe, Father, you're going to give me the wisdom that I need. We can pray that way, not just with our thoughts, but with how we speak as well. So when we live in close relationship with God and we're familiar with his nature, we can, number four, see with faith. We can give thanks before the miracle. So this is what Jesus did. This is verse, uh, this is what's 10 to 14. Jesus, he said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. I don't know why John thought that was very important, but there was grass, okay? <laughs> Lots of space. So the men sat down, about 5,000 in number, and there were even more because I think this was only the men. Um, Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish as much as they wanted. So Jesus, he took what he had and then gave thanks. God is not asking us to show up with all the resource. That is what he's there for. He is our resource. We're the more resource. Did you know you're the wealthiest people on the planet right now? Because you are in connection with the resource, the unlimited resource. And so we can come to him. We can give thanks with what we have, even if it seems that we're lacking or it doesn't seem like enough. Why can we do this? Because we have all of him all the time. We have all of him all the time. Now, uh, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, Philippians 4, verse 4 and through 7, and this one... I think, I think it's been cycling through lately. Maybe God wants to tell us something. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We can be joyful when we give thanks. And um, thanksgiving is grateful language. I mean, it seems like obvious, but to God, it's an act of worship when we give thanks. So when we pray, let's shift how we pray from woe is me to you and me, right? Instead of like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. 
Uh, oh my goodness, I'm running out of time. So, okay, so typically we have a problem, we have a choice from among some options, and then there's a solution, right? As Christ believers, followers of Jesus, we start with the solution before we even get to the problem. Christ is our solution. Then we get to discover the options. What do you want to do here, God? And then, what problem? We don't even have it. It's an opportunity for God to be revealed. Also, when we're with him, we can hear him, and then we can just rest and distribute the blessing. He's in charge. Jesus was in charge of the logistics, the instructions. He was the provider. The disciples only had to do this. And then pick up 12 baskets. Now, recently, um, I was participating, um, serving a night of Christmas as the vocal director and then I got to sing. It was so much fun, but it was really hard. I have to be honest. It was really challenging. There was a lot going on in our lives. Um, I was taking on a new role in my job at the university as well. And homeschooling and sort of, and managing homeschooling and because my mother and my mother-in-law also teach my son and, and Joel too. And so I had to prepare, tell them what they were gonna do each week and stuff. And there were moments where I was like not having a wonderful life in my brain. And, and, and I was tempted to just complain. And, and I did. There were times where I did. And I was like, why am I here? And God said, because I told you to be here. And I said, oh, okay. Like, but this wasn't the plan. You don't need to know the plan, do you? Oh, no, I don't really need to know the plan. It's okay, I just need to know, need to do what you're telling me to do right now. Okay, just keep going, just keep going. Another day, okay, here we go. And I had to the come, had come to the point of saying right before night of Christmas, I'm like, I said, I gave you everything I can. I give it my best and just take it and multiply it. And I, I remember telling someone that, is this on him? He just needs to go and multiply. And then I saw the videos of that night on Instagram starting to come up after the four cook, because I had not gotten to watch uh, from, from the audience side because I was always inside. And I was like, oh my gosh. Once you see like my little grain of salt, the little piece, puzzle piece, but then I saw it put together with someone else's puzzle piece and then the events people and then the lights people and the production people and the actors and, and then you saw it come together and you're like, whoa, you really did multiply this. 
How did you do that? It's crazy. It was awesome. And there was no question that God's hand was in it. No question. We all knew, our team knew, this is not possible without God. We could not have done it on our own. Very, very cool. I was blown away. It took me like a week to process what happened. I'm still kind of like, what happened? You know? Now, in verse 12, Jesus says, and when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered up, um, gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When God comes and the, the residue of obeying and trusting in him is that his kingdom is established. 12 is the number of God's government. So it's funny that when what they picked up was, I just think, God's kingdom. It was he puts his flag down. It was a message of, you know, like just graffiti. Jesus was here, you know? And the 12 tribes of Israel as well, with number 12, when we allow God to work in and through us, the economy of the kingdom takes over. The economy of the kingdom is not one plus one, it's multiplication, multiplication. There's leftovers and God does not mismanage anything. He takes care of everything. He, he, does, he didn't waste it, he said, hey, bring it all so that nothing is lost. So he was, I don't know what he did with that, but he is a good steward. He's a good steward. When we obey and trust, it's not only our lives that come to have the same frequency and tune with heaven, but our surroundings get to benefit from it. Our community gets to benefit from being in harmony with him as well. It's not only a personal blessing, it's a corporate blessing. So I truly believe that the heart of God for you is to have a wonderful life. As a parent, I can tell you, that I want nothing more than for my kids to have an amazing life. I would, that's what I want. And God is inviting us all to a tune-up, to live in alignment in God's truth and to be in tune with heaven's perspective. Heaven trusts, heaven speaks life. Heaven focuses on the truth. Heaven sees with faith. Heaven rests and distributes the blessing. From heaven, his king in heaven, his kingdom is established. So spend some time tonight. I want to invite you. The ministry team is going to come down. You can come to them to get prayer, but you can also come down. The altar is going to be open and just have a conversation with God and tell God, I believe, God, that in you, with you, I can and I will trust. I will speak life. I will focus on the truth. I will see with faith. I will rest and distribute your blessings. And I will see the kingdom of God established on earth in my life, in my family, in my city, as it is in heaven, as it is in heaven. 
That's what you will say. That's what you will say. So let's pray together. Father, we just give you thanks. You are the giver of all good things. Father, you are a good God. You are a good God. And Lord, we declare, we declare that we are people that know your voice. Father, I know that there are people here that have been struggling because the other voices are louder. And so Lord, I just pray right now that your voice would come and just be magnified and amplified, that that frequency would be the fundamental one that comes through. Father, I thank you that you are here. I just feel him saying, I do not want even one of you to be lost. He desires a full life, abundant life for every single one of us. So Father, I thank you. I thank you right now. There's a peace coming right now. You're gonna start feeling it like heat coming like on your head, your shoulders. Jesus, thank you for your peace. Father, I pray that you would just increase trust tonight. Father, I pray that you would give us the courage to speak your words and have your words in our mouth. Lord, we, like I've heard it said, we cannot afford to have a thought in our minds that does not come from you. Father, thank you that you have, have your mind. You want to put more. You have already, we have the DNA of Holy Spirit inside of us. So Lord, I thank you that that will come through, that there, we're gonna live an explosion in 2023 of intimacy with you, of relationship with you. And I pray that for every single person here, Lord, that they would know you, that their quiet time, that their time with you, even if it's not quiet, while washing the dishes or doing laundry with yelling kids. Lord, I pray that it would still be um, an encounter with the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Thank you for creating those encounters. Thank you that you are the one most interested in doing that. So Lord, I thank you that you are here. Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.